tell us two truths and a lie. So I adopted an AIDS baby. I worked as a trainer on an ocean liner. I'm a child of Holocaust parents. Welcome to a whole lot of shift podcast, the podcast for multi-passionate women with an entrepreneurial spirit, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you shift away from all the shoulds and supposed tos to what's truly possible for you in your business and your life, all on your own terms. You ready, girl? Let's make shift happen. Hi, and welcome back to A Whole Lot of Shift. I am your host, Jen Ingram, and I am here today with a very special guest, Ingrid Singer. I am so honored to have her on the show here with us today. She is in one of my masterminds, and she is an incredible health coach who I know just has a great message to share with all of you today, and I'm so privileged to have her come on the show to talk to you. Welcome, Ingrid. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So Ingrid is originally from Johannesburg, uh, South Africa and came to the States about 30 years ago. She, like I said, she's in our mastermind and I absolutely love being part of the mastermind with her because every time, particularly when one of us is struggling, her ability to walk us through kind of those thoughts that we have and reframe them is just incredible. And so I wanted to bring her on the show today to kind of share a little bit more about her story. Ingrid, introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us some more. Thanks, Jen. So as Jen said, I am originally from Johannesburg, South Africa, and um, came to America. I was 22 years old. I packed a suitcase and arrived. And the interesting story is Houston was my port of entry and um, I had never seen a drive through and found on every corner in Houston was a drive through And I spent a year going through every drive through I could get burgers and fries. I could get sodas and ice cream. I could even get alcohol beverages. It was a blast. I mean, I really had a fun, fun time with it. You don't really realize that you're starting to put on weight as you're going through a certain process and you're having fun. I happened to go back to South Africa to see my father and ran into my childhood doctor who called me into his office and put me on the scale. And my top weight was 203 pounds. I had eaten my way to 200 pounds. And he warned me that if I don't do something about it, I will end up over 300 pounds the rest of my life. And Jen, if I can tell you, I freaked. So when I got back to America, I started looking for help out there and realized there were a million messages and a lot of promises, but there really wasn't any kind of guidance, lots of pills and and mooties and creams and all of that kind of thing, Uh, exercise programs, join this, join that. But there was no real guidance of what to do with weight and how to manage your weight. So I began a journey on my own. I was in my late 20s and I'd never walked into a gym before. Anyway, I did try all the pills and the creams. Yeah, short-lived, maybe a little bit of weight loss here and there, but really nothing sustainable. 
And a girlfriend gave me a gift for three personal training sessions. And at, I don't know, 28 or so, I walked into a gym for the very first time. Intimidated is not even the word. Looked around, there were beautiful bodies, people were lifting weights. It is intimidating. My trainer introduced herself. She was great. And the journey began for me. Started loving working out. Uh, so training started. And then what was next was how to, how to manage your food. Not much guidance there either, but I was in the bodybuilding world, so I started with that kind of diet. And if I tell you, that is probably one of the most unhealthiest diets out there. Lots of deprivation, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's just, um, it's not a one to follow. I met a guy who started cooking for me. I'm, I'm not the best cook. It doesn't give me joy. I'd lost my mother at 12, so there was no one to teach me how to cook. So he was cooking for me. And I realized that I needed to learn a little bit more about that. So I put myself through a holistic nutrition class here in, I, I, I live in San Diego. So here in San Diego and became a holistic nutritionist and started to learn about superfoods and macros and how to balance things. Realized I had a, I had a story to share. And as I looked around, I was realizing America was getting heavier and heavier. We were seeing obesity. We were seeing diabetes. I mean, metabolic diseases. And no one was talking about any of this. So I knew that my story was important. And if I could at least share it to some, maybe, maybe I could help along the way. And so my journey began. I became a personal trainer in 97. So I've been doing it a very long time. And about seven years ago, I blew my knee out and sat on my bed healing and thought, what happens if I can't stand in a gym for six, eight hours a day? What will I do? So went to coach school and became a health coach. So people always ask me, are you a life coach? Well, I work with lifestyle, but really my focus is health. Because I think we certainly hear no one's talking about real health, true health. There are lots of programs. You can join an exercise program. You can join an eating program or a 30-day of this, take a tablet there. I mean, it's still the same messages, just a lot more of it. I think COVID just exacerbated that wherever you look, there's a promise, whether it's online, it's Google, Facebook ads, TV, everyone's promising you something. And if you don't reach that promise, which most don't, where do people go? They continue to eat. And we are now seeing childhood obesity. We're seeing kids with diabetes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's like I started coaching a long time ago on the gym floor because I was noticing people would come and work out, but they hadn't fueled themselves so they couldn't get through a workout or they were completely dehydrated, so not able to to deal with their cravings, their sugar cravings. I mean, so much happens in the body. So that's where I began, was in a gym with training and coaching that way. As time went on and I got my coaching degree, I started doing health coaching and I now weave it in with personal training. So it's, I try and put the two together. What I truly find is that when people start with working out and the body starts to change a little, people will now start to deal with the food side of it. But to ask them to 
you know, stop the sugar or get off the processed without them seeing some kind of shift, it doesn't happen. So I learned very quickly that training starts first. Let's get the body feeling better because once you're there, you're willing to deal with the cravings or you're willing to get off the sugar. And for me, there's some really clear things. It's sugar, it's processed and refined, keep it you know, nutrient-dense, whole foods. It's simple. It's not easy, but it's definitely simple. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's so many pieces of that because there's there's pieces of that that are very similar to my own story and the journey that I went through. And I cannot agree with you more on just getting started physically and the moment that you start to feel or see what you what you can do, like just that piece, then bringing in the ch- the change in lifestyle and food, that's a whole other. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, hold on. So there's so many nuggets I have. So um, okay, so for for the audience before the show, I did ask Ingrid if she wanted to play a little game, a little two truths and a lie. And so she has come up with two truths and a lie. And so through this story and through our interview today, I'm going to be trying to figure out if I can figure out the two truths and a lie. And I hope that you and the audience will play along. And, and if you're watching this on YouTube, please comment below with what you think the two truths and a lie are. And then at the end of the show today, Ingrid will review what they are. So, okay. Tell us two truths and a lie. So, I adopted an AIDS baby. I worked as a trainer on an ocean liner. I'm a child of Holocaust parents. Wow. Okay. Okay, this is good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So now I'm going to have to guess. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. No, I love this. So... There were, there's, there's so many pieces to, to what you just shared. And I love, I love the different avenues that you took from first, you know, oh my gosh, I'm in America. And, um, and I, there's this thing called drive throughs and it's so easy and right. And like, and I can go through all the different ones and then, you know, and then eventually figuring out where that takes you. And I love that you said, like as you're gaining the weight, you don't, you don't, I mean, you know, you know, like your pants don't fit, but you don't know, like. You do, but you really don't. And no. people see overweight, weight people and they say, didn't they see themselves in the mirror? Don't they realize they're putting on weight? And the truth is not. Um, it's not until we get to that size that actually it's not the pants are tight. They just don't fit. Or you're going out with girlfriends and you suddenly feel like, I can't, I, I, I hate who I am, I hate what I look like. You catch yourself a reflection in the mirror, you don't recognize yourself. So you start to isolate. I always laugh, I always say, you know, I pull a chair up to the refrigerator and put a pipe right into my stomach because that's sort of what happens. And the more you feel bad about yourself, the more you tend to eat because you're eating to try and fill something in ourselves that is not fillable with food. Mm -hmm. So when I work with clients, I, I have this like, you know, these questions to ask, am I hungry? When last did I eat? What am I feeling? So that we can start to identify 
why we're shoveling food into our mouths. Are we really doing it for sustain, sustaining purposes or we've trying to fill a hole that is not fillable? Um, mm. But that happens for sure. That's, there's so much truth to that yeah. for sure. And, and, and I want to be real, you know, the, the food industry, at least in the United States, they understand that. And what they put in our food, what they allow in our food, how they allow it to be marketed, even the food pyramids that they teach is not necessarily, you know, it, it, they're, they're very aware and aware of what it does to you as an individual and that it just gets you to eat more. Well, there's that, but they're not aware of you as a person or your health. They right. are aware of their bank account. And, and, and I can get onto a bandwagon about that because I believe we're eating plastic. And at oh, least yeah. we start to learn how to read a label. And I'm not talking about looking at the fat, the, the calories, the carbohydrates or the proteins. I'm saying look at the ingredients. And if it's more than five and you can't pronounce a word, you put it back on the shelf. Mm. I always tell clients shop on the outskirts of a, of a grocery store because that's where all the fresh foods are. The minute you start going through the, the aisles, you're going into processed. And mm -hmm. processed is unfortunately going to give you more cravings. You're going to want more sugar. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. So actually people who are overweight that are eating processed food because they think it's cheaper are actually going to keep gaining weight because your body is not getting rid of those chemicals that are in our foods. Our water we're drinking is unhealthy. It's full of contraception, contraceptives. It's full of antibiotics. Yeah, you know, it's like we, we walk around with blink blinders on and it's, it's, it, it just it makes me so crazy. We think we're doing good to our children but they're eating petroleum. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, look what we're doing to the fish in the water, right? right. So it's like if that's happening there, can you imagine what we're doing to the inside of us? Um, and I think in, as a health coach, I go a little further to the point of as we age, I mean, I've just turned 61, so um, I'm at that point where I can talk about i'm a senior but as we age we lose our hormones from the age of 29 or 30 our hormone production slows down and eventually stops and if if we want to optimize how we're feeling we have to address that we have to address yeah. the balancing of our hormones and what we're eating is throwing it so out of whack so we're living we're settling for a norm of a lifestyle that really shouldn't be your norm at all, whether it's headaches, not sleeping, you're moody, you're anxious, you're depressed. We go to our doctor with a whole bunch of questions. You get 15 minutes. I promise you you'll leave with a prescription, a little bit of blood work, and come back in a month. Um, yeah. We're not addressing the situation. No one's talking to you about your food, your intake, your nourishment, your hydration. We're just giving you an anti-anxiety or an antidepressant and sending you on our way. And so we're becoming a nation of uh, Band-Aids. We're not, we're not helping people. We're just filling the pockets of the big companies, the pharmaceutical companies, the big farmers. They, they're the ones who are, who are taking advantage of us, and, and we don't know better. 
And unless we coaches start to speak to this, how do we help the people? Mm. Yeah. No, it makes me crazy. It just makes me crazy. And, And people don't ask enough questions. We are not our own detective. We don't have our own backs. We think the doctor or the white, I call it the white coat syndrome, um, they're, they're almost like God. We believe everything. And we don't question it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh, so, so much to that. And it sounds, so it sounds like you had a couple of really big shifts in your life that kind of helped guide you to this place. The first being when you realized what you were doing to your health, when you went back home and the doctor was like, do you realize you're just going to get there? Right. Um, What have I done? You know, I've come to this, what we consider outside of America, this big free country. It's where it all happens. Um, As kids, it's like, we all want to go to America. And I arrived and trusted, if you will, right, mm-hmm. um, and started to blow up. I think I was 112 pounds when I arrived and went home 203. I mean, we're talking big weight. Yeah. It took me three years to lose 70 pounds once I figured it out. So that was number one. And then also when I realized how the system, my body system works, digestion, we never give our digestion a break. We never support our digestion. We just keep shoveling. We never give the liver, which is the hardest working organ, a break. And we're hoping it'll filter everything. Well, it's not filtering your chemicals and it's not filtering your synthetic medications. So what happens? It just cycles around in the body. So when women become estrogen dominant, as they go getting closer to perimenopause, menopause, it's it's not being excreted out of the body in any form. So it cycles and it settles. Where do you think it settles? Right in the middle section where we all start to put on weight. And as women, we don't understand why. We think we're doing well, but I think everybody should do a cleanse or I mean I do whole food cleanse. I'm not a I don't believe you drink your food. Personally, that's my opinion. I know people love their smoothies in the morning, and that's great. I'm not knocking it. But I think God gave us teeth and saliva for a reason, and I think we use it. So I think you eat your food. So I don't believe in cleanses where we go on juice for five days. I think you eat whole foods. But if you take the inflammatory foods out of your diet, you will give your digestion a break and a chance to heal, and you give the liver a chance just to Stop gasping and and breathe a little so that it can cope with what we're the onslaught of what we're doing to it. Right. Yeah, it's it's so because I never did like a cleanse per se. I I I think when people hear the word cleanse, they usually think of a couple things like some sort of juicing cleanse or some sort of cleanse that's done with pills or something of that nature. And I, think mm-hmm. I really don't believe in that. And as I said, I think women or men as well. I mean, I work with both. I'm, I'm not just, uh, you know, I work, I work with both men and women. And I think you want to lose weight. You want to stay healthy. You have to eat a lot. You can't stop eating. The body just holds on to everything because it doesn't know when it's going to get its next meal. And it will hold on to the fat. 
I will say this also. I think it's as much as I'm passionate about what I do, I find the world out there, it's hard to get them to understand what health is. A lot mm. of people come to their senses when they get a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. um, they've been, you know, I'm diabetic or I've had a heart attack or there's something that's happened in their health that makes them realize they better get on the bandwagon. So, you know, if people could just be a little healthier as you age, you will, I think, avoid some diseases and you will age with grace. But we, most people find out that when they get to their 60s and 70s, it's then that they realize the life they had, and not, they were not invincible. Life does knock you, and um, you've lost those years of being healthy. It's never too yeah. late. It's never too late. Never too late, for sure. I mean, I say all the time, like, I wish I would have figured this out when I was in my 20s and even early 30s and just gaining weight. It didn't come until later, but... It's definitely never too late. Um, I will say also, yeah. I never grew. I was never an athlete, so I know a lot of trainers. When you talk to them, they were athletes their whole lives. They were runners in school, and have never carried weight. So I think that I come to the table very differently, because when I talk to people, I've walked that walk. I know what it feels like to carry that weight. Every extra pound is four pounds of pressure, whether it's on your back, your knees. So you are carrying it regardless. So I've been there. I've walked the walk. I get it. I know what it feels like. And it's not just, just give it up. It's not that easy. So mm -mm. it is a process. And my process is baby, baby steps. One thing at a time. Don't try and take it all on. Health and lifestyle is, I mean, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's not a binge. It's not going to happen in a month. You're not going to lose those 10 pounds for that wedding next month. Um, right. We need to just start being healthy, healthy slowly. And generally, I start with water. So when clients start with me, I'm like, what should I do? It's like, well, get moving. Move. Don't, it's not necessarily in the gym. Just start to move and start yeah. to drink water. That's it. I'm like, that's it. Because once you hydrate it, everything changes. Mm. Oh man, that's so true. <laughs> and I remember even the battle that I had of giving up, um, for me, it was diet Dr. Pepper. And I mean, when I realized like how it's much of that stuff, day, huh? oh, God, I know, like I drank it, like I drank it, like it was water, right? Like all, all day long. And yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And I, I remember, and I love that you say that it really just starts with movement. For years, I listened to other people who were like, you can't lose weight if you're not exercising. You have to get a full hour of cardio and your heart rate has to be at a certain point. So you're just wasting your time. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me because if, even if I go out, you know, at work, you know, I had two 15 minute breaks a day. And I said, if I go out and I walk, for 15 minutes, two times a day at a minimum, I'm like, I know that as I'm walking, I'm still burning calories. And the whole time I come back in so much more thirsty. And I'm like, I'm adding this up in my head, right? And I'm like, so it doesn't make sense that I have to do it for an hour solid or else it does nothing. I, I was like, I don't understand this concept. 
And so I love that you're sharing, like it can start yeah, simple no, and small. I, I work with people who are like, I don't like a gym. I don't want to lift weights. Look, I think every woman and every man should lift weights. Certainly as we age, strength training is what keeps our structure. It keeps our posture. Our food is what gives us our shape for sure. But those people that are, I can't go into a gym, I always just say take 10 minutes at the end of maybe three hours in your day, whether it's you're going to the bathroom, do 10 squats. You're standing and doing your dishes, stand on one leg. The body doesn't know the difference, but at the end of that, you've actually done three, 30 minutes of movement. Mm. And it's so much better than nothing at all. Than nothing, yes. We are finding that sitting is the new smoking. Mm. You don't move. One day with no movement is like two weeks without exercise. So you do the calculation of how do you make that up if we're just sitting on the couch doing nothing. Right? Oh, man, I remember those days. I mean, really, the only thing I would do would go from the couch to the fridge. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right? That's like, like the three pounds happens. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that, that was it. It's so... It's so interesting. The other thing that I love that that you shared is the way that you kind of took what you already know, the skills that you already had. And I'm, I'm speaking to those in my audience who maybe, you know, maybe you're an entrepreneur, you've got a side hustle, whatever, because something that I've heard you say mentioned a couple of times now, one was you took the skills you already had as a personal trainer and decided to help develop that into furthering that training and, and including some nutritional coaching. And then the fact that you were like, hey, I happen to know that um, I have this experience of being challenged with food thoughts and weight and all these other things as well. And I'm a trainer. And how can I incorporate that and help my clients and use this? It's like you said, I already have all these things that I can use and work with. And I, I think that's that's so important. I think sometimes people, one of the shifts that I often talk about that you have to make is realizing the value and the skills that you already have and where else can you apply them? Indeed. As, a, as an older person, I, I work with people that don't take my wine away from me. And I'm a foodie. I'm not going to do that. I, I love my, That's great. I don't take anything away from anybody. But I start to help you support what's going on on the inside. Um, I like to start with blood work because it gives me such a true insight into what's going on inside your body and we can connect dots with symptoms to what's going on with imbalances and once you start to feel better and let's say you now go out and eat whatever it is you love pasta with cream be aware of how that makes you feel because i mm. promise you you do that four or five times and you feel like crap the next day you will eventually make your own choice as to if I eat that, that's how I'm going to feel. And I'm willing to do that this time or I'm not. And with mm -hmm. time, you will start to make choice, better choices for yourself. But I'm not the one who's telling you to give it up. You need to do that so that it, it comes from a place where I'm willing and it works for me. So, look, I think health is a very hard thing to sell. I'm passionate about it. And until somebody is ready to draw the line, it doesn't matter I can stand on my head 
people are, it's a timing thing. So I just keep talking. And that's why I say I like to start with working out because people will continue to do that no matter how they're eating. But the better they feel in their bodies, the better they'll start to eat. And that's a timing thing. So I work yeah. with mindset because I also believe, Jen, that unless you get your head in the right place, mm -hmm. it's the biggest loser. You know, yes. These people lost hundreds of pounds in a, in a short period of time, maybe too short. But why, if you go back in a year or a year and a half later, why do they all put it on plus? Mm -hmm. um, because I think if your belief ceiling doesn't shift, you will always get to that place. And it's like an elastic band. You'll end up back where you started, if not further back. So I always start with how you think. Um, you, you are not your thoughts. You are just the thinker of your thoughts. So you get to yeah. shift that. We can think in a different way. Then we start with exercise food. But if we don't take care of ourselves with a little self-care, you're going to go stress, stressed out, balls to the wall. And that's not a way to, to enhance your health. And the last piece is let's look at the hormones because that to me is the optimization of it completely. And whether you do it with, um, you know, hormone uh, uh, replacement, I like to work with bioidenticals, but some people are not into that. And I understand, but it can be done with diet, but it mm. has to be addressed. Yeah. You can't just oh. put it out there. So to me, those are the five pillars of health that have to be addressed, I think are so important. Yes. And it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a it time. does not happen overnight. It's, it's, it's small steps. Um, yeah. And suddenly each step, you know, 1% each day, you look back one day and you think, wow, a year's gone by. Look, look how far I've come. Yeah. No, I love that. And that's so much, you know, for, for the audience who, who may not know, you know, where I came to be as, as a coach today, it really did start with my own weight loss journey, which really just started with getting in the gym. And I didn't realize the mindset shifts that would, that would occur with taking off on that. And that was what then propelled me to completely overhaul my whole life, which, you know, I never expected, right? I knew that there were all these things that I wanted to change about my life. But being able to start with just getting myself to feel better changed just every single other aspect. And I remember trying to explain to people how my financial circumstances had changed because I was losing weight. And they're like, well, how does those two go to? I'm like, because it's like suddenly it's like you're living in this fog that you don't even completely understand and the fog starts to lift and you and you start to go oh oh this this is what health could feel this is how i could feel i can say so that's the key we tend to do it because we want to look better yes we start with feeling better you will look better mm. it's, it's it just goes hand in hand, but you have to start with feeling better from the inside. Absolutely. And the things that you can do at that point that you start feeling better is, is really, is really incredible. Oh my gosh. You've shared so much today. What, what do you think? I was going to say, what would you be your number one piece of advice that you would want to give to, to the audience or to someone who's thinking about, Hey, I know that I don't, I don't feel good. I want to be a healthier person. What would be the one thing that you would want 
to share with them today? I would say pick one thing. So whether it's uh, drink more water, start your morning with a glass of water or a small bottle of water, slam it down. And before each meal, 30 minutes before each meal, have an extra glass. You are already adding water. But maybe you are drinking enough water. So perhaps it's let's get rid of the sugar. So it's pick one thing. Don't try and do it all at the same time. You yeah. get to pick one thing. When that feels like it's becoming a new habit, then we get to pick the next thing. Maybe it's walking around the block. Maybe you don't feel like you can do a mile. So walk around your house or walk around your block. I mean, it starts small. You'll be amazed how quick that grows. Oh, uh, huge. It's baby, baby steps. We all have to start somewhere and it's consistency. So it's not about big. It's about keeping it small, manageable and consistent. Mm, I love that. And it's so true. There is so much truth, truth to that. I know it sounds Just silly. One more thing. Stop bad talking. I mean, negative talking, because we say such terrible things to ourselves that we wouldn't say out aloud to our best friend. No. Um, I'm bad. I fell off the wagon. Look at, look, look at you, you fat. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We, we say that to ourselves. Be kind, because that changes a big part of the mindset, too. Amen. How we talk to ourselves. That is huge. And I huge. don't even realize it's happening. We are not aware. Mm -mm. Um, so uh, being aware, becoming curious. Why do I think that? Why did I say that? What's yeah. going on in my world? Nope. I love that. I, I love that. Yeah. Start simple, small, one thing. That is, that's huge. So Ingrid, I would love, do you have any gifts or anything that you would like to share with our audience today? I have sent you, which hopefully you'll share with your audience, some easy steps you can implement right away, just how to, uh, simple things, whether it's the food or self-care or water, but it's a little ebook that your audience can can have on my landing page where they will put their information they will get the ebook they will get um, an invitation to my private facebook group and a link into my website great okay i will be sure and share that in the show notes so that if you want to find and connect with ingrid you can go um to that landing page so that you can get the ebook and get all of her connections on social media do you want to talk ingrid i think you have a class coming up i do so some people would call it a, a master class i like to call it a clinic and it's a play it's free mm -hmm. it's virtual we're going to be on zoom so i know a lot of my people are not on social media so you don't have to be on social media. We'll just send you the Zoom link. It's five days. We start at noon on a specific time. It's called Health Made Simple. And it's just a little bit of what I teach, what I share. So um, you get to see a little bit of what I do, who I am, and come join me for free. I know Jen will put a link in hopefully the show notes for everybody. So all you need to do is register, save your spot, and you'll get all the information you need. But come join Awesome. Us. We're going to have some fun. There'll be some prizes. Uh, oh, I love that. And I'm also offering a VIP hour. So if people want to go a little deeper or deal with issues, there's an extra hour that they can be a part of. So we can go a little like a, a hot seat coaching, if, that, if you will. 
So I'm I love that. So you get some answers. Okay. So, so be Monday, sure and check. 27th. When is it? 23rd, which is Monday through the 27th. Okay. okay, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I would definitely say get into get into that class if you can so that you can really get exposed to Ingrid's world. I love that your approach is all encompassing everything from just starting small with one simple thing to, you know, hey, at some point we do need to look at hormones. Um, you know, there's I love that you've got these five pillars that you talked about that encompasses your whole health. That's so, so important um, and not something that everybody does, not something that you're going to get if you go to the gym and you're asking a trainer how to use some equipment, right? No, and I think <laughs> that if you do work with the five pillars, your weight loss or your weight maintenance will just be a side effect. It will happen. Oh, yeah. But you will feel great along the way. And we'll have yes. fun along the way too. Life should be about fun. Like, oh, my gosh, so much fun. Certainly in this country, we're like on the hamster wheel. Go, go, go. The hustle grind. Oh, for sure. Just constantly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, oh, before it I forget. Now I want to see. I want to see what you're on. Okay. So it's kind of funny. I feel like I'm going to answer this question. So we're coming back to the two truths and a lie. And if you're listening in the audience, I really hope that you'll be sure to enlist your guesses in the comments. So the ones that Ingrid has given is she adopted um, an AIDS baby. She is the child to Holocaust parents. Oh, and what was the other one? I worked as a trainer on an ocean liner. Oh, on an ocean liner. That would be so fun. Worked as a trainer. Okay, I feel like that could be true. I feel like that could be true. You seem kind of adventurous. When you were younger, obviously coming to the States and with just a suitcase. Okay. Um, okay. And then, so I'm going to, I'm going to be somewhat selfish here. And for those who don't know, as a teenager and young adult, I spent many, many years in HIV and AIDS education and big proponent of education. I sat on a couple different boards as well as I went into middle schools and, um, and taught to, middle schools in my local area and was heavily involved in in the HIV and AIDS education campaigns for a very long time. So that one is near and dear to my heart, as well as I am a former foster parent. So selfishly, I'm going to say, did you adopt an AIDS baby? You did? I did. Oh. And an AIDS agency it was federally funded um, out of Washington. And um, I had a woman who was pregnant, who had no prenatal care. And because I was in the system, I could work the system. And I got a phone call one day and said, come get her. Um, first, the mother called me. Her water had broken. She was on Main Street in Houston. I went and picked her up at 3 o'clock in the morning and took her to the hospital. And she gave birth and walked. I know that that baby, if I had not taken her home, oh, no. spent her life. She died at 26 months. She was full-blown, but um, oh. she would have spent her life in in those four walls. So I got a girlfriend and the two of us, I'd never, I hadn't never had children. So I, I didn't know what that meant. There's a reason parents have nine months to, to get ready for um, a child. But um, yeah, I had this little one and I'll keep her in my desk drawer. But yeah, 
I, so I, I adopted an AIDS baby. It was one of the most amazing experiences. I don't think I thought about it at all. I just, from the heart, it was like something I knew I needed to do. So, yes. Oh, that is Why so beautiful. Like, I have chills. So incredible. How did I not? I not to share and have a lot in common, Jen. Maybe I need to come back oh my and talk about that. You are going to have to come back because this is a story. So, oh, and so funny for those who know me at all, I'm so into like law of attraction and all these things. Ingrid and I have been sitting, if, well, I joined the mastermind about six months ago. We've been sitting in this mastermind. Neither one of us knew this about each other. Like, I would have never guessed. This is so, like, chills, Ingrid, right now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Well, yes, you're going to have to come back on because I we, we need to delve into that. Oh, my gosh. Part of my life. I, I did it for a, a, quite a while. Oh, it's so amazing. Organization because no one was talking about it. women got AIDS. So. Right. Yeah. And I started a, a, a program. I did more psychosocial, but a program in the clinics to walk people through uh, the county system so that they weren't alone. Um, oh, my gosh. We have a lot to talk about. But, yeah, it was a big, oh. special part of my world. Huge. Oh, my God. I can't even tell you the chills that I have right now. Okay. So we're going to have to come back. But... For today's episode, I want to say thank you. If you have I tuned in, the right and- one. So, what am I? Is it, did I work on on a show? Oh, that was right. That wasn't your lie. <gasps> oh no. Okay, hold on. Well, you said you're sixty. See, I don't know. The Holocaust thing could be real. See, that could be real. Okay, so you were not a trainer on a cruise liner. No, you were not. No, I applied, <laughs> but they, as a South African, um, I wouldn't have been allowed off at any port. And I couldn't imagine oh. being six months at sea without getting onto land. So no. I didn't take that. But I am, a, I am a child of Holocaust parents. My father was in a camp and my mother ran. So that's how we got to South Africa. So. And that's how you got to South Africa. Oh, my word. What an incredible story. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, then yeah, we we are going to have to reconnect. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, if you guys guessed those two truths that lie, even though I was just so excited over the part that I guessed right that I completely forgot to try and guess the lie. Um <laughs> be sure and comment in the in the comments below. I'd love to hear your guesses. And we are definitely gonna have to have Ingrid back on the show. I'm so excited. Additionally, she's got that masterclass coming up. So I will be... want to be a part of the masterclass, Jen, and they just want to reach out. Certainly, um my business is Choose Well Coaching. You can reach me at Ingrid at Choose wellcoaching.com or you can send a message to my website but I'm available um, for questions and happy happy to support and happy to serve so your people can reach out yes. no problem she really is too I have to say so I'm going to share all of that information in there so that you can find her website and any other links and the ebook which I think is a pretty amazing opportunity as well so such a pleasure, Ingrid. It has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for um, me. This was fun. Like yes. It. I'd love to come back. So you let me know when you have a slot open. I, you have to come back because now we have to go off on this whole tangent about our experiences with the, and I'm going to, I mean, I know for me, it was in the nineties with the AIDS, um, 
epidemic. But anyways, yes, we have we have so much to talk about how the it, there are what does our coach always say? There are no coincidences. So this was not a coincidence, um, but pretty amazing. All right. Well, tune in next time. Be sure to catch us and be sure to follow the show notes and connect with Ingrid. Thanks for all for joining. Hey, shifters. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. If you heard something today that inspired you or resonated with you, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review to help others as well. Your review helps me give as much motivation and inspiration as I possibly can. And don't forget, you can catch all the outtakes, bonuses, special live stream interviews, and much more over at A Whole Lot of Shift Facebook group. Until next time, keep making shift happen.